Welcome to Fresh Off The Set. I am Carrie Hawker-Diaz. And I'm Alora Murray. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is a fun, fun episode because we are getting to know Alora Murray a little bit better. Um, you're one of my favorite people, honestly, and I'm so excited for everyone to get to know you. I know we get to see you on the show and if we follow you on social media, but we're really going to get to know you today. It's kind of nerve-wracking being in this seat. It's Having weird, to right? answer the questions. Well, you you do it really well. Well, here we go. Here Let's we go. hope so. I don't know. Okay, so you are, you're from Utah. Yes, I am. So I was born in Texas, but I moved to Utah when I was around two. And it's funny because I, I'll tell everyone, I grew up here, went to college here. I'll tell everyone, oh, I'm from Utah. But if I go to Texas to visit my brother or my aunt and I bump into someone from Texas, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, no, 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 no. You're a Texan. You were born here. It doesn't matter where you were raised. You are a Texan. <laughs> so honestly, it just depends who you're talking to. Depends who you're talking to. So for today, you're from Utah, right? Yes, that's okay. what I always say. Yes. <laughs> did you do dancing, performing, TV growing up? Or how did you know that you wanted to be on a lifestyle TV show? So it's an interesting story. I have been dancing, which I mentioned a little bit in the Alexis War um, podcast that we did. I have been dancing since I was three years old. I was constantly performing, and you and I have talked about this. Every Christmas Eve, I would sit my family down. My cousin and I would perform. I'd print off programs. (laughs) I was just always on stage. I loved dancing. It was a way for me um, to express myself. It was a way for me to exercise. Um, I'm a very determined person, and dance brought that out in me. Um, I did cheerleading as well. In fact, this is a story (laughs) that my family loves. I auditioned to be a cheerleader and I was giving it everything I had. I am talking everything. And the coach pulled me aside and she was like, you are an amazing dancer. And I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And she was like, but if you do not calm down, we cannot have you on the team. Wow. (laughs) And I don't know how many cheerleaders are told to calm down. No. I don't know how many, but, you know, good old Alora. Um, And I danced um, through junior high, um, through high school, all-state drill, did um, the drill team. Um, I was awarded Sterling Scholar. um, And when I was in high school, um, I got hurt. I hurt my ankle. And I thought that it would be fine. Um, Went through that, got into college, um, and I was going to be a dance major. I dance was everything. It was my world. And that injury was just not healing. It was not healing. I had planned to, I wanted to work in either um, a charter school or some sort of school to teach um, dance to kids because I truly think that the arts are so important um, for children to learn. And I could not get over the injury. The injury just wasn't going away. Um, dance is hard on the body. It's really hard. Oh, it is. And I think it's why people don't understand. Like lots of times you see ballerinas that are saying, oh, I'm retiring in my thirties. And it's because it's so hard on your body. Um, but my injury, I had to sit down with myself and it was one of the hardest things I had to do at that time being so young. I remember thinking, I don't think I can do four years of this. And I'm like, Makes me teary-eyed now thinking back on it. And I remember thinking it was almost like I had lost my identity because dance was my world. I was a dancer. 
Like if someone asked me something, I was like, oh, I'm a Laura. I'm a dancer. That's just <laughs> how my whole life was. And I remember sitting down and thinking, this, I don't think my future, what I had planned is what's going to happen. And I, one of the things that I loved so much about dance was being able to tell stories. Um, and I did it through my, through my body and through my performance. And I remember someone saying something to me about um, broadcast journalism and how it was a way to tell stories. And I looked into it and it was kind of almost, I don't know how to explain it. It was this feeling of relief that I found something um, that allowed me to still connect to people, to still tell stories, and it brought me so much joy being able to do that. And so that's kind of how I went from dance to what I'm doing now. So I still ended up, I almost ended up with a minor in dance. I was short like one anatomy class. Um, but I graduated in broadcast journalism um, from BYU. And that's kind of how that happened. And truthfully, at the time, I thought it was the worst thing that had ever happened to sure, me was yeah. this injury that wasn't. How old were you? I was 19 I think, 19, which seems so young now. Um, but it was actually, and I usually hate it when people say this, but it was a blessing in disguise that that one door closed and another one opened that led me down a path to meeting so many, so many people. Um, and it was actually, like I said, a blessing in disguise. But boy, was it hard at the time to sure. realize that that dancing future I saw for myself wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sorry that you were injured, but I'm also not sorry because you're here now with us. <laughs> <laughs> so selfishly, I am so happy you are well, here. Well, you know what? I am too. I am too. And it, you're so talented at this. Oh, so I feel like you. this was meant, absolutely meant for you. So after that, how did you kind of transition into the TV world or hosting mm -hmm. or on camera? So my first job um, right out of college was I did uh, some social media work and then I moved to Boston. Um I lived there. Um, I got married really young um, to my ex-husband, and we were in Boston. And I worked for Radio Disney, which I, for those of you who watch the show or listen, <laughs> that is no surprise to anyone that I worked for Radio Disney Not Boston. <laughs> um, and I did their events. So I was part of their road crew. So I was one of the people that we would go to events. It was more PR work, um, essentially. And it was a blast. I'd go. I'd dance. I was a DJ for a couple of the oh, so events. you got to involve dancing too mm -hmm. a little bit in it. Yeah, so we danced, and it was, <laughs> it was amazing working for the mouse, as they say. I had so much fun, um, and while I was doing that, I ended up getting the chance to work on a show um, called Mass Appeal um, that was out um, in Boston, um, and that was. That was amazing. That was the first time I was on a lifestyle show, and I thought to myself, this is it. This, this is, is it. This is what I made for. This is what I love. And in fact, I mean, it's. I was in Boston when the Boston bombing happened. Wow. And it was the weirdest experience. It was really interesting to see how proud people in Boston are of their city, how protective they are of their city. Um, I remember the day it happened, I was feeling so sick. I had strep throat, and I I didn't know it had happened yet. I did the show. 
I went to the doctor and I came out and I went to the doctor and it was so bad. My I opened my mouth and my doctor was like, you have strep throat. I don't even need to get the popsicle stick. Like you've got it. I get in the car and I had all of these texts and all of these Facebook messages from people who were asking if I was okay. And I was so confused because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's just strep throat. How did you even know I wasn't feeling well? Caring. Yeah. It was just people from college, all of these things. And I was like, why is everyone so worried about my strep throat? I felt very cared for. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that um, the Boston bombing had happened. And being there during that, it was just a whirlwind. And I felt awful because, like I said, I had strep. I wasn't allowed to be at the station because I was so contagious. And I remember just sitting back and watching my co-host and our producer at the time handle the breaking news and handling the heaviness of it with so much grace and dignity. And just seeing that city rally together was, it was incredible to see the strength that they had there. It was pretty impressive even to watch back from, you know, here in Utah. Mm -hmm. I remember our newsroom just going crazy. Mm -hmm. I remember everyone looking and my sister lived there at the time too. So I was calling her and I remember cell phones were busy. Like you'd call a cell phone and it had the busy sound, which never happened. So that's crazy. You were there too. Mm -hmm. Um, For Mass Appeal. Yeah. (laughs) How, how, how did you get that job and what did it look like? And I'm sure you interviewed lots of celebrities. Well, it was really funny. I, um, had a friend who bumped into someone who worked at that station and they literally were like, oh, someone is on maternity leave. Um, there's a job opening. And I went in and I kid you not, I did my audition and the station manager said to me, you were great. You did a great job, but people from Massachusetts don't like people who aren't from here. (laughs) And there it is. And I was like, thank you for your time. It's been really nice being here. Thank you so much. And so when they called and told me I got the gig, I was floored because I am not from Massachusetts and I happen to be really bubbly which sometimes didn't go over super well at the grocery stores. I would be like, hi, how are you? And they were kind of weary of me. They would look at me and say, I'm fine. Like, what is wrong (laughs) with you? Um, So I was really surprised. Um, That's how I got it. It was awesome. It was about three months. Um, Like I said, when the host was on maternity leave. And um, I'm still really good friends with a producer there. She was absolutely amazing. Um, Met some fun people, interviewed Zac Efron, Dennis Quaid, um, they both said that I had one of the most beautiful names they've ever heard. You do, absolutely. Which was very exciting. And hold on, rewind. Zach Efron? Yeah. Wow. I know, right? I feel like one of my funniest celebrity stories is when I was working um, for a station at Wimbledon in London. And just casual. We had <laughs> we had um so Wimbledon ended and that year Djokovic won. And I remember we had to take turns as interns, as runners. You do um, you know, a bunch of tiny little jobs. And every once in a while, I had my set of jobs that I did for the graphics department, but every once in a while I had to take out the trash. It is what it is. Things happen. And I remember I was working with this one girl who never would. She refused. And I was like, it, this is the last time we'll ever take out the trash. Like, are you going to do this? And she told me no. And I was like, okay, fine. So I took the trash out and right by the garbage can, Djokovic walked by and he walked, he was the nicest guy. He took a picture with me and two other girls who were out there and I went in and the girl who refused to take out the trash 
was like, is he still there? And I was like, nope, you should have taken the trash out. Dang it. Hard lesson to learn that day. And it was, she was really bummed, but I was like, I'm sorry. I just, I was lucky enough that I was the one that was like, fine, I'll do the job. Mm -hmm. But I was like, that's always a lesson to be like, even if you don't want to do the small things, you never know where they're going to (laughs) lead. I mean, I don't think they're always going to end up to the a Wimbledon winner. Right. But you never never know know where the small things are going to take you. You never know. And speaking of that, how did you, you know, fast forward to fresh living. How Mm -hmm. did you, so back here in Utah, you'd move back. How did you hear about the job opening and how did you apply? What was that process like? To avoid making me sound, you know, a little unhinged, I checked for openings on fresh living all the time because once I got into broadcast, I was like, I my dream job is to be on a lifestyle show here in Utah. And then I knew Channel 2 is number one, and I loved the show. So I checked, and I checked, <laughs> and finally there was an opening. And it was it was so exciting because I thought, oh, this is it. This could be it. I'm This is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, auditioned, went on the show a couple of times. I remember you feel, yeah, I remember you filling in and we just loved you immediately. Oh, thank you. I was very, I was so excited. Um, I still have that high energy, but I've calmed down just a smidge. But (laughs) I remember the first time watching myself, I was like, whoa, settle down, Murray, settle down. (laughs) But that's just kind of my natural personality. And so I auditioned, did this show a couple of times and then I remember when they told me I got the position, our producer was in the room and it was still during the pandemic. I had a mask on and I remember saying, you can't see how happy I am because my face is covered, but I'm really excited. (laughs) Well, we were so excited to have you join because you've just, I mean, you add such a a lighthearted, happy, kind, good energy element to the show. So we are so, we're so glad that you're on the show now. And you also do content creation. I do. So that's like, there's, we were just talking about how much there is out there and you're so good at it. Oh, thank you. It's honestly, yeah, I have a little thing off to the side. Um, it's just called EM content consulting. Um, and I help people with their content. I do content consulting, go in and I'm essentially like, this is what you're doing. Great. Um, this is what you need to fix. And one of the reasons I love content creation so much, it's just another way to tell a story. I truly believe that everyone has a story worth telling. Everybody in this world has a story that relates to someone, has a story that someone needs to hear, and that's one of the reasons I love content creation so much. And I feel like there are certain brands out there that have a story that can connect them to other people. And so that's one of the reasons I love content creation. And there's so much content out there. And if people aren't familiar with it, this is like social media Mm -hmm. specific, right? Yes. Um, And there's so much out there, I know. And sometimes it can weigh on you. Um, Some content out there is really heavy. Some of it's really negative. Um, So I wanted to be that person that kind of swam through that weeds, um, swam through the weeds um, or seaweed, I should say, since I'm saying swimming, um, and really create content that made people feel good, that made them, you know, look forward to their day. Um, And so I go in and I work with companies to help them do the same thing. Mm. And that's what you do. You make people feel good. So you're you're literally perfect for that job also because that's, you're really good at making people feel included and important. And um, so 
if you need someone to help with your content creation, Allure is your girl. <laughs> and then uh, a few, let's see, you started when on the show? Um, I started a year ago in October, so 2021. And then you got married like a few I months after. I did. It was a whirlwind. Honestly, I went through a period in my life that I feel like everyone goes through where things were just really hard. Like I was bumping into jobs and experiences where people were just, I got told flat out that I wouldn't be on a lifestyle show because I was too much. Um, someone was like, that's a great dream, but you're just a lot. Like you're just, you're a little too bubbly. You're a little, and it kind of hurt. It was almost like they were saying like, you're a little too Alora," mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to hear that. And I ignored them and I just stayed true to myself. Um, and around that time, um, I, you know, I got divorced. Um, and that's really hard as you know. And I was just having a hard time. I was dating a, people with tons of red flags um, just because I was in this low state. And finally, um, I started rethinking things. Uh, you know, I, I saw a therapist. I did a couple of things. And I, my sweet, sweet husband. He is awesome. Um, he, I've known him for a while um, through musical theater. And bless his heart, he asked me out three times. And I said no. <laughs> All three times. Um and finally, the fourth time, he was like, I bumped into him at an event, and he, he said, well, let's just go on a date as friends. And I was like, sure. And my mom was like, really, friends? Alora, come on. And I was like, no, really? That's mm-hmm. what he wants. Um, and then it took me a while to believe that he was that nice because of some experiences I had. And I talked to a couple people, and they were like, no, David is genuinely one of the nicest people ever. And when I say David, it's... <laughs> People get this confused all the time. My husband is named David, and then I work with David Osmond. Two different Davids. So sometimes when I'm talking to people, I have to say my David and work David. So there, there is a difference. My David, work David. So right now I'm talking about my David. Okay. And he always jokes. He's like, it was persistence, not desperation. I just knew <laughs> that I wanted to date you. Um, we started dating, and then a year later we got married. So we're coming up on a year in March. Well, happy almost one year. Thank you. It's been amazing. He's uh, he's absolutely wonderful. My family is one of the most important things in my life. Um, David, um, my parents, and my brother. Um, I talk on the show all the time about my nephews. They're not actually my nephews. They're my cousin's kids. But I think they hung the moon. Well, you see how important they are to you. Yes. they are. They are my world. And it's fun being the aunt because I do all the fun stuff. And then when they're upset, I'm like, well, got to go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> or anything yeah. like that. Well, one more thing I want to touch on is how open you are about anxiety. And mm-hmm. we have a podcast on that that you did that is really good that you need to check out. But thank you for being so open about that and helping yeah. other people because I know it has helped. Yeah, it honestly, anxiety is a really, really important subject to me. Um, you can hear it on the podcast. Um, I had a couple years ago um, a leader um, it, that essentially was telling other people, you know, Alora has anxiety, so she's unstable. You can't really trust her because she has this. Mm-hmm. And it hurt so badly. I was like, well, if someone, if this happened to someone who didn't have a support group, what would they do? And so I, it became kind of a personal mission to be really open about anxiety 
um, to let people know that those thoughts that you feel all the time, those negative thoughts, that's your anxiety talking. It's not you. And there's nothing wrong with you. In fact, you know, everyone has anxiety. Sometimes when you have an anxiety disorder, you just have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really important to me that people know how worthy and how enough they are, even if they have anxiety. I mean, mm-hmm. you if you are listening to this, you will do amazing things despite your anxiety. And if it is telling you, if it is beating up your brain, your those anxious thoughts, they are liars. You are worth more than you know. Well, and you are worth gold, Alora. Oh, thank and you. And we are so thankful to have you on Fresh Living and just I'm so thankful to have met you and be such good friends with you now and Oh, um, you're so sweet. You know how we end these? You know yes, the deal. I do. We end these with a fresh five. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, what makes you most happy in life right now? My family. Family? She my had family. a big smile when she said that. Without a doubt, it is my family. family. I love them to the moon and back. Okay. What is the most fruitless talent you think you have? <laughs> Jeez. I can quote... Every line of the office. This is true. Um, and I do, multiple times a day. I don't know if that's fruitless, though. That's, a, that's an amazing talent. I, well, it is if you're talking to someone who's never watched the office. And I'll quote it, and then they're looking at me like crickets. It, and they're like, huh? Like, they feel bad because they're trying to, because I look so happy. They're like, I want to understand, but what you're saying to me is nonsense. So for those who don't watch The Office, it is pretty fruitless. I, I, I actually love that you could do that. Okay, in your opinion, this is very important, okay? In I'm your ready. opinion, do you eat or drink soup? Oh, you eat soup. Okay. But the thing is, I don't really like soup that much. Okay, so you're not eating it or drinking no, it. No, I always joke with my mom. I'm like, it feels like it's one of those things where you just throw everything in it. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of like pig slop. Okay. Not well, that. We will not get soup for your birthday. <laughs> this kind of goes into the next question. What's your favorite food for dinner specifically? Uh, chimichangas. Mm. I love a good chimichanga. Enchilada style. That sounds good. So especially, yeah. Oh, okay. my, my mom is an absolutely amazing cook. So anything that my mom makes or puts in front of me, I'm yeah. like, that's my favorite thing. That's good. Other than soup. And it's nothing against my mom's cooking. Or, <laughs> well, my cooking's horrendous. So... <laughs> Soup we is not be my friend. Soup at your house. Um, last one. Your favorite ride at Disneyland? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, today it changes every day, but today I would say Thunder Railroad. That's a good one because it has memories. Um, when I was little, I was too short to go on it, and I had to come apart that I couldn't ride the wildest ride in the wilderness. <laughs> so, and now you can. Now I can over and over, over if the lines over. permit. Well, Alora, <laughs> you are such a joy. We are. It's so fun to get to know you more, and there's some things I learned, too, so that's fun, and have everyone, you know, get to know our Laura because we just love you. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.